0: and this is Home with Havilah. Today we're concluding our series, our author series, and I could not be more thrilled than to introduce you to my dad, Francis Ampuso. You may not know this, but he helped me write my course on how to write a book and was essential in creating this incredible resource. You may not even know about the resource. We put together a 10 session course on how to write a book, a crash course to writing a book, and the fastest way to making a lasting impact. You can find all those details in the show notes, but we're gonna jump into the conversation we had on the launch day of this incredible course. I hope you guys enjoy it, and I'll see you at the end. Hi, you guys, I'm Havila Kennington. Hello,
1: I am her <laughs> dad.
0: <laughs> this is Fran Sanpuso, my dad. And I want to welcome you to our live broadcast, which we are broadcasting a live podcast. And we're also, well, we're doing a huge giveaway today. I'm kind of excited. All of these books at the end of this, well, we're going to get a chance to win a whole stack of books. If you like books, this will all be available to you. And then we're also going to give away an entire how to write a book course. So we are going to jump into recording this live podcast. That's why you have all the mics in front of us. And mostly I just want you to recognize these incredible little donuts slash cookies. I don't even know what you call these, but um, they are made from Eden Bakery and they are fabulous. We will pound those in a little bit, but Let's get started, shall we? We want to welcome all of you guys that are tuning in. Hey, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all the places. We're so glad you're here. And we're going to have a, a really important conversation. And if you stick around, we're going to be here for about 30 minutes. If you stick around till the end, we're going to do a giveaway live. And then we're also going to tell you how you can win all of these books from our authors that we are love and endorse. And they're just life-changing writing. So. Let's talk for a minute about podcasting, and we'll lower that music, and we'll go from there. Hi, Dad. How you doing? I'm
1: wonderful. I'm great.
0: This is live, so we're moving things around. Um, So you may not know this, but my dad has been, you've been a pastor for, you were a traveling minister for 20 years, Mm -hmm. then you were a pastor for 20 years, and if his voice sounds familiar, why would that be?
1: I'm on K Love.
0: You're on K Love. K-Love
1: Radio. <laughs> Positive and encouraging. Positive and encouraging.
0: <laughs> and so if you hear his voice, that's why that sounds familiar. Uh, but my dad has been my most incredible mentor hero. He is uh, somebody who champions me. And in a world that I'm not sure you even saw a lot of female ministers, you were championing no, me around the around there.
1: Not really. You are an exception. <laughs> Exceptional.
0: <laughs> Both exceptional and exception. Um, so, you know, my, you don't know this and we don't really talk about this with you guys, but we, my dad and I do a lot of our course writing together. And one of the things that was really important to me was, of course, I have my own concepts of why I think certain courses are important. We wrote how to write a message, how to write a sermon. We, we did that. Mm-hmm. And we also wrote a course called, uh, we're preparing a message and delivering a message We have taken almost 4,000 people through those courses, which is mind blowing. Um, But what I loved about us writing those courses was we really bring a couple different experiences. I'm obviously a female. My dad's a male. Uh, We are in two different generations. We are in two different seasons of life. And if you combine our expertise, you're looking at 60 years of Bible reading, truth, you know, telling, um, just loving God, giving our hearts to God wholeheartedly. And so that's what we wanted to bring to anything that we we give you guys. We wanted to give you that full picture. And um, so when I asked you if you would do the course with me, of course, I knew you could write it yourself because you are brilliant enough to do that. But I really wanted you to kind of make sure that I was staying true to the Word of God, staying true to what we both do. And I would say this, and this isn't about the course we're talking about today, but we were really amazed that when we started out the course in writing a message, even though we are distinctly different people and even though we do life, we're not similar. We're not, you know, type A people. uh, We both are very different. We both use the same strategy to mm-hmm. write the message and that and deliver the message, and that was very, very interesting.
1: Yes. Well, you know, there's a, a grace on your life, sweetheart, that I've seen over the years as a communicator, and I grew up in an age, of course, where things were very different in terms <laughs> of the availability of information, like we talk about this, you know, in preparing a message yes. or preparing a podcast or a video, you know... It, Years ago, we went to a library. If you could imagine how archaic this I, is. I can't.
0: Even when Go you to say a this, I'm like, what?
1: And maybe a half hour, 45 minutes to drive there. Then you spend two to three hours. What are you looking for? Very often, I'd be looking for a singular quote. Imagine you're trying to find a <laughs> sentence that you think someone actually said and get it right. Find out who the author was. And then sometimes I would spend all that time and not even find the quote. And so the the frustration yeah. of the inavailability of information, of research, of statistics, that now, you know, you just go on the net and everything it's is incredible. before you. Yes,
0: It's incredible. And I remember you were so ahead of your time. Um, we used to travel and my dad would travel around the world and we would get to go with him um, on the road, my sister and my mom and I. But there was no such thing as a laptop. Right. There was no there was no portable computer. So you went to somebody and had a case made for your desktop?
1: Yeah, we, we brought a giant <laughs> monitor with us with a computer. And the original computers you have to understand, I mean we started out on stone tablets in caves, okay? <laughs> then we went to typewriters in the seventies All the messages and things I wrote were on typewriters, okay, with little whiteout things you do. Then the early computers were just so antiquated. And so the the first big Mac I got in 1989 had 40 megabytes on the hard drive. I I do 10-second videos that have more, you know, megabytes than that. And so we traveled, again, doing the best we could with the dated uh, I mean I remember media. you
0: you it was down like the the bottom of the right. computer was down and then you would lay it the face up you'd have foam <laughs> piece of foam we'd right. lay on top and then we'd zip it up right. and then you were like the only one allowed to carry it in the family
1: right. you and, were like the, I'm bringing take... my
0: computer with me and then you would take it out in your hotel room
1: right it would take 20 minutes to boot <laughs> up so and, and if it didn't quite and it would function so, so everything was like slow motion watching girl But you would like set it
0: up in the the hotel room and you would have (laughs) your desktop and your keyboard and everything was there. And that's what we grew up. I mean, that was, talk about being ahead of your time. Nobody was bringing computers with them like that. Nobody, I mean, now we can bring an, I have my iPad as every piece of work I've ever done in my life on it. And it's just amazing. And I think watching though, that was what you came from. And then to this point, there were just some major things that, we realized was not generational, it was calling based. It was the method in which everybody has to go through the journey, like the roadmap and the roadblocks and the, the momentum it all required. And So when we wrote the how to write, a, am um, sorry, uh, preaching a message and delivering a message, we sat down to talk about writing a book. We realized the same thing. You have written how many books?
1: 13 books.
0: So 13 books, I've written say, nine. Almost eight, I think eight, maybe nine. Um, And so together, we have all these books that we've written. And I've written Bible studies. You're more like a full-length feature, uh, more like a sitcom. But that's kind (laughs) of how we've written books. But what we found was that a lot of the ways and methods in which we wrote was very similar.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you've got to gather the information. You've got to include your stories, illustrations, personal experiences, scripture, so, you know, the way we describe it, it's yes. kind of like the, the bones of the skeleton, then the muscle, then the skin. And so whether you're doing a message or a video, you're, you're starting with a structure, an outline, then you're adding insights, prophetic uh, principles, yep. biblical principles, or stories. Yes. And then stories are, again, the parables that Jesus used always had uh, an incredible interest in the story. And then he develop understanding as to what it meant.
0: And, and really pull that out. I, when we started working on this and I was, I was laughing because you were so convinced that this course would serve people really right. well. I mean, you were so convinced that you kept saying, when are we gonna work on this course? When are we gonna work on this course? And I was like, I don't know, I don't well, know. Because
1: I watched the mediums of the age change. In other words, when we did books, you'd have to go to a printer First to get the whole thing laid out, you know, on play. I mean, ridiculous, slow motion, and expensive. You'd have to get a. If you wanted to get a thousand, then they, they would say, "Well, if you get two thousand, it would be this much, and then three thousand, and finally you'd wind up getting three, four, five thousand, and then you have all these books in garages that you're <laughs> yes. having to work with, and it was expensive. Now this incredibly spoiled, blessed generation you get to print a singular copy for like 10 or $15. Yeah. And then only as many copies as you need. You don't yes. have to have a, a, a large surplus. So I think of gathering information with the internet, You know, know. being able to clarify it, being able to lay it out yourself in yes. programs uh, on computers. Certainly you can get a person to help you do it, but it's all simple. And then the idea of printing it and not having vast quantities, it's all amazing. Economically, every dimension of it really, every aspect of it is easier and better for this generation. And so the idea that a person, any person, and we believe that, we've talked about, that every person has a book in them. Everyone has a life story. Everyone has experiences and principles and insights that they can share. And maybe they have an expertise that is significant, but just there's someone out there who will benefit from your journey.
0: Yeah, in fact, you were the one that really came up with the phrase, everybody has a book in them. And you really were like, Havilah, everybody has a book in them. And we sat for months talking about that core concept of if somebody has a book, is that true? Do we really believe that? And then we went into, well, everyone has a story. Everybody has a story that has meaning because every life has a meaning. And it's our job to mine the meaning out of the story, right? Yeah. It's God's, it's God's uh, responsibility to write the story, but it's our job to mine the meaning and figure out what is the, the moment that we had clarity, momentum, or healing that can be given right. to somebody else right. as a gift. And
1: every one of us battle with the insecurity that who wants to listen to my story? I don't. I don't feel capable. I mean, I think both Havel, Havel and I had learning disabilities to a certain extent, and so it was difficult to. Imagine. My twin brother was actually brighter than I was a little bit, but he had uh, certain abilities. <laughs> <Just a little. laughs> he went to an Ivy League school. I didn't, and so I grew up. I was a little taller, so they'd say, "Well, you're taller," but they would always kind of, to make him feel better, say he's smarter. smarter. And so that comparison as a twin, Havel's a twin, the twin thing uh, for both of us was an issue. So battling with the insecurities and being able to say, you know what, I've got a a calling, I've got a life message. And a lot of mine came from the woundings in my life. I wrote books on father wounds, church wounds, uh, racial issues. Uh, And yet... I finally said, you know what, I'm pregnant, I've gotta do this. And it became a very fulfilling thing, putting on paper life messages that God had given me.
0: Yeah, and so we both knew, and I think we both had this realization that we were writing for the generations to come. We weren't just writing for people to sell books and make money and be on a top list. That was so way down at the bottom of the list of reasons why we would write a book. And one of the things that rose to the top was, we want to document the story of God in our lives. And we want that documentation to be passed down from generation to generation. And if nothing else, we wanted our great, great grandkids to be able to pick up a book and say, my great grandmother or my great grandfather, he knew God and here's their stories. And so it wasn't like a memoir, but it was just truth, revelations, things that made sense to us, we knew. Um, And you know, I I said this yesterday, we did a couple live classes, woo, the party. but every generation needs a library. So the idea that that generation wrote the book and it's already been done and it's already in the New York Times bestseller and you know, no, no, no. Every generation needs a fresh library of of, everyday truth, the truth that doesn't change, but the perspective and the filter in which we see that truth is critical and generational. And, And so there are books that need to be written in this generation and the question is, are you gonna pick up the baton and write that book? Because that book needs to be written. We need books on renewing the mind. We need books on defeating the enemy. We need books on healthy parenting, healthy marriage. Right. We need books on managing your finances. We need books on dreaming and we need health books and you know medical books and we need all of it. It's all available. We need all of that in this generation. And the question is, do you want someone else to write it or do you have enough faith hmm. to say I could actually be a part of this generation's library.
1: You know, and let me offer a thought to you. Early on, um, I, felt like I didn't have a gift of inherent wisdom. There are some people that are just smart, wisdom, but but I have a gift of interrogation. So I, I hung around people yes, who were smarter than I was and I asked them questions. I remember I drove across Mexico with an apostle for hours and by the time he got done I exhausted him. He said you've asked me more questions than any human being. But but I was mining the man's life. And so early on I realized I need to write down the things that God has given me. And so literally my garage i have boxes of statements things that god has said and what i would say to you god is speaking to all of us yep. and we've got to consider those things as gems as jewels if you're walking down the street and you saw a gem a diamond you would not throw it in a junk drawer yeah you would say you know what this is valuable this is precious and I believe that when God speaks to us and we consider it precious and important, then he's saying, you are taking seriously what I am doing in your life. Yeah, yeah. And what I did, I began to accumulate those things, never knowing that I would get on Caleb, that one day I would need all those things to draw from in order to do for the last 10 years spots every day on Caleb. But I think it, taking yourself seriously, not, not yeah. that we don't fight the battle of insecurities and fears and doubts and all that, but take yourself seriously because God does.
0: Yeah, it's so true. You were telling me a story today about the man with the rock. Yes. doorstep stop, stop. <laughs> can you
1: tell that story yeah you know there was a man who had a door stop a rock in his house that was just holding a door open and uh, one day a geologist just happened to visit his home and examined the rock, found that it was a piece of gold, ultimately the largest piece of gold ever found east of the Mississippi River. And it was sitting for years as a doorstop. And I feel like that's about all of our lives. All of us think I've yep. got nothing. You know, I think even the Colonel Sanders story. You know, Colonel Sanders didn't even do his recipe till he was 65 years of age. That's when he finally started Is that true? Kentucky Fried 65 Chicken. Years I just old. made it up. And sound like it could be true no of course it's true so many of us we may be late bloomers yeah. we may feel like you know what how could God ever use me Gideon felt that way Moses was exhausted David uh, was the least of his chil- of the children yep. wasn't even called upon by Samuel to be prayed over by his father was uh, perhaps true. he was illegitimate who knows his history so every one of us battle with our issues yep. and yet God wants to say you know what uh, I've called you, like Mary, out of Bethlehem. I've called you to follow me, to obey me, and I believe with all my heart There, there's things in us that God wants us to pass down generationally. There's a book in you. I believe that. There's a story in you. There's a journey in you. There's wisdom. There's insights in you. Be courageous. Put it down, and God will use it to help somebody else.
0: That's exactly right. You know, I want to pause for just a minute because I know not everyone can stick around for the whole recording, and you might be asking yourself why we're doing this podcast well today is launch day we officially have launched our how to write a book course it's a 10 session course uh, where we walk you through from the beginning of how do you know what you're supposed to write all the way through editing writing um all the way to publishing and printing and launching and this entire course is available to the world today yesterday we gave it to our our inside community but today it's available to you and our team is going to put a link in this in the comments and if that's interesting to you it's an investment i understand that this is not a course for those of you that are just hoping that you can just find it out in five minutes so this is an in-depth course that will take you from the beginning a to z when it comes to writing and publishing a book and we'll tell you and i'll tell you this you at this very moment and just take my word on this you could write a book edit it, yeah. get it um, self-published and printed by January. If you want to go for it, if you already have the content and you want to power through, you can have a yeah. book available to your community by January. You can have a book available to your church. You might be a pastor that's never written a, a book for anybody and you're going, I want to leave a legacy. You can right. do it. We will save you so much pain and so much money by just, taking our lead, and we were talking about this yesterday, but we often don't write books because we, we don't think we have time. Right. And after doing a lot of research about the idea of not having time, the truth is we often say we don't have time when we don't know how to do something, or yeah. we don't want to do something. Yeah. And so it's really important that you allow yourself to reach out for help and let somebody walk you through it. I don't care if you've been speaking for 30 years, but you'd never written a book. So you're a new You're new at writing a book, and it is okay to not know how to do that. I also want to, you know, for those of you that have followed my life a little bit, you know this, I was published with Thomas Nelson. I've, I've done a big publishing house that is that I've, you know, published my book. I've learned that um, for you to wait for somebody in publishing to recognize you and pull you up right. and take your product and give it to the world, is just so far and few between i would not wait for that i would you know publishers sell books they don't create authors you have to be creating yourself uh an ability to to believe that you can be an author and you can write books and we want to help you do that so if that interests you and you're like i gotta run but that's interesting to me click on the link uh that we threw up in the comments and you guys can research that and see if that fits for you so let's talk a little bit about writing a book, when it came to writing this book, uh, what was something that when you heard it in the course, you were like, wow, I wish I would have known this when I was writing my books?
1: Well, again, the the fact that it's all well thought through sequentially like it and even giving you my initial outline. Yeah, uh, you took that and developed that uh, into your own personality. I mean, the reality is, every one of us um, have things that we've been given. But if we don't write them down, if we don't preserve them, and, and you had a sequence of getting thoughts, of getting insights, putting them down, yes. then germinating those things. They became part of your life message. And then sharing a little bit, then all of a sudden there's life on it. Yes. And you sense you could take it from different angles. So it starts with a seed thought, you know? And, and if you believe that God has given you a perspective, an insight that is of value to you. I've had life-changing things that started out as little dimensions that as I watered them and cultivated them, they became giant forests of insight that I've continued to mine over the years, and they've helped many people since then.
0: And, you know, growing up, you used to say, Habla, the weakest pencil is sharper than the sharpest mind. And you would say that over and over, and it was true. If you don't know how to to document what God is speaking to you or those moments... Um, then you, you know, you'll lose it. And Life you, is just you, too fast. You've
1: got a. F- if you get a revelation, I mean, I've crawled out of bed many times late <laughs> <laughs> totally. at night, early in the morning, because I'm thinking I'll remember it. I will not remember it. I, I have to have it either close by or get up, get it on paper. I've said to my wife many times, sweetheart, hold on a second. And I would thank God with phones now, I record a sentence that to me is valuable. And so if you consider, listen, this is important. If you consider God speaking to your heart something important. Yeah. God goes, yeah. you're taking me seriously. That I'm trying to communicate with you, my sheep hear my voice. Right. You know for as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are sons of God. So me taking God seriously he was able then to entrust more to me. Many times I feel like, because we've not really already taken what he's given us?" Yeah. He goes, "How can I give you more right. when you've not taken seriously what I've given you?" Yeah. Take those. I, I believe into my. I'm 71 now. Okay, guys, I'm going to live he looks a long good, time. Huh? 71 into my, years old. Into my 80s and <laughs> 90s, I'm going to continue to mine what God has given. I have boxes. Of, of messages and things when I've not fully refined them. While there's breath in me, I want God to know I'm taking serious. You know, your word, the Bible says, you, I've hidden in my heart. It's a, it's a precious thing to have a revelation from God. And if you consider that precious, God will give you more.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And I'll tell you what, I never thought I could write a book. And when I started to write a book and I finished that book, I all of a sudden realized that there were there was more in me. And so sometimes I think we're thinking, I need to have all this stuff in me and then I'll show up. And I just think you got to get pregnant to have the baby. You got to start. You got to do those nine months and let it be there. And then eventually you'll give birth to that baby. But to think, you know, I just want to have a baby today, it just doesn't happen that way. So you really want to focus in on that. Um, another thing that I think is really interesting, we've talked a little bit about this, but you really felt like, um, actually outlining and tight, like one thing that you've been really good at is making sure you have a writing schedule and you yeah. would, we would talk about this cause you were like, have yeah. winter deadline. And I'd be like, I don't know, it's coming up. Yeah. It's in October. And you would say, okay, what you want to do is actually outline wh- how much you need to write to get to the finish line. Can you talk a little bit more about that for those people yeah. that are feeling undisciplined and can't quite finish their book?
1: Okay, every one of us have a fresh time of day that we can write. Initially, I was more nocturnal. Uh, I'd be up late at night. I I had insomnia (laughs) as a child, so I'd be up late at night. I could write late. As I got older, all of a sudden, I was fresher in the morning. Today, we were both up around 4.30, 5 o'clock, yeah. uh, and we were just sharing what, what God's doing together. But very often, I, I count that as a very precious time where I get up, no distractions, get a cup of coffee, uh, headphones, worship music, and if I'm writing something, I'm wow. plowing. So. I would do a schedule, an Excel sheet. We'll, we'll provide that for yeah, you, Excel sheet. We do. So you can see sequentially how to outline things. Uh, and even collecting, I'd collect stories, I'd collect illustrations, I'd collect Bible verses. So you begin to accumulate things and then gradually, kind of like a tapestry, you begin to put the whole thing together. But I think one of the keys is, is you understanding that if you have something that has produced a spark in your heart. Yeah. You've you've got to consider that important. So get it down. And in this age, it's so easy to retain it. But if you retain it and then begin to accumulate it, all of a sudden, I I, I had all kinds of books that I didn't write uh, until later on. But I had the raw material that I was collecting over a period of time.
0: so true. And we would say this, you know, how do you know what you're supposed to write? Well, what do people ask you about? You know, what's the thing that people are always saying? Can you tell me about that again? Or you're asking, you know, one thing you talked a lot about was being abandoned by your father father wounds in your life, how they showed up in your world. And so when you went to write a book, you thought, I could help a lot of fatherless kids that don't have a dad that's been in their life. And I want to help show them how I made it through my life without that. Yeah,
1: I think one of the keys to the issues you're going to talk about will generally cost you something to say. If people don't see passion and conviction in your heart, if you haven't been through a significant event, then probably you're not going to understand the length and depth and breadth of that life experience. But if you've gone through the body slams of life and you've come through them by the grace of God, you have a tale to tell. I mean, recently the door opened for me and it really was before the pandemic for me to do a father wounds class in Folsom prison for 40 women. I mean, I can't, I could cry right now. But, but if I had not processed my pain and, you know, my pain led to my passion, which led to my purpose. So where has the Holy Spirit that's been really working you? Can you in say
0: you? that again for well, our listeners? Because that's really, I love that.
1: My, my pain, you know, initially pain can, you know, it made me angry, it made me an atheist, it made me hate God, it made me mock Christians. Yeah. You know, a lot of pain produced pain in me. But that ultimately, once I got healed enough, more healed than hurt, I was able to get a passion to want to see other people get a victory in that area. And then all of a sudden I realized, wow, I've got a platform. I haven't, and I've spent years, I still do group homes now for teenage girls for the last 16 years every month, uh, for uh, women in their 20s with mercy ministries for the last 11 years. So my pain has opened up many doors of opportunity because I'll fight for people, you know, who have had my issue. I will fight for them. So so what would make you want to fight? Get healed enough in that that's area right. that you are not got, got giant chips on your shoulder and, and attitudes where you're you're more hurt than healed. But if you're, you know, I'm not fully healed. Again, and, I'm and that's not,
0: really important because people think, well, I'm not an expert in this and I'm not living this perfectly. So I need to get my life totally perfect and totally right. And then I'll write the book. Okay, I, Can you explain I, a little I, bit how God works in that way?
1: Well, the reality is, I was always stunned I was leading anybody. (laughs) I mean, that's the, you know, one point you're going, gosh, how am I going to lead people? I don't feel complete in my own self. And I realized, you know what? I have been healed. I am being healed. And I'll be healed all the days of my life. You know, some of us, you know, I wasn't just dropped. I was dribbled. And in life experiences, you know, where uh, I went away to boarding school at 11, never lived at home again. So I had issues foundationally that were dysfunctional. I don't know what your issue. You don't have to have a deformed childhood. Havla didn't, but she had learning issues and she had her own life journey. She had a measure of health, which was great. I mean, she had a can-do attitude. I remember Havla saying, you know, I can do this, Dad. I said, Havla, you know nothing about it. I can do it, Dad. But she would jump in and carve out a way. I would never have thought though she'd be writing books she was not <laughs> academic she my dad she...
0: did not believe in me like that <laughs> well and,
1: well but i mean i knew she <laughs> had something to say and she would say it but the okay. idea thank god there were things that could correct her spelling and grammar and uh, well, we were talking
0: about that today you yeah. were like have a, like you were born in the right generation and I, he's yeah. like you would not have been able to do what you do and it's true without grammarly yeah. Yeah. and ginger and all the things yeah. i use there's no way
1: but you're doing but, it well. But
0: I love how you said and you've said this for years in my life. I I have been healed. I am being I am being healed. I, I have been, I am and I will be healed. Yes. So healing, health, yeah. wisdom, it comes in seasons and and so don't let that idea that you don't have anything to give because you're not living a perfect life. If that was the prerequisite for writing a book, there would be no books. Uh, I mean, maybe Mother Teresa and Billy Graham would have a book on the bookcase, but in general, don't get, don't let that stop you. And I remember when I was a young preacher, I remember going to you and saying, you know, dad, I'm feeling, I'm struggling because I'm not living all of this that I'm preaching. I want to live it. I'm trying, but I'm not living it. Like I want to, and I'm feeling ashamed. Like I'm not doing something right or authentic. And you said to me, I believe that perhaps those of us that need to hear it the most are the ones that are saying it often. Yeah. And what you were saying was, is don't get caught up in preaching to the people, yeah. get caught up in preaching to yourself.
1: Yeah, very often the, the great catharsis and healing I had was me being vulnerable. I mean, when the Bible talks about let your light so shine that they may You know, see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Sometimes my light is just being vulnerable and transparent about my issues. I found in the early 80s, in the 70s, you know, I had uh, leaders that were not very transparent. And so, you know, all I learned was to kind of protect my dysfunction. In the early 80s, that's 1980s, not 1880s. In the early 1980s, (laughs) I began to hear communicators speaking vulnerably. And then all of a sudden, I shot a flare in the air, and I said a sentence like... I had trouble getting out of bed for a few days, and then, oh, I wish I, oh, why did I say that, and then people would walk up, and they'd want to talk about, remember that one sentence you said, you mean the one I wish I didn't say, yeah, that was the sentence, I realized people were not enamored by my successes, they were interested in how I struggled through my difficulties and failures. And if I was willing to be an overcomer, when the Bible says in heaven that we'll stand before God, he'll say, to those who overcome, I will give. Well, if overcoming is the issue, then there's something coming at us that we've got to overcome. And that journey is worth telling about.
0: It really is. And um, we've said it before. You have to be an expert in your story whether it's you're not writing a book necessarily about your life story but unless you get in there and figure out your own questions your own pain your own fears then you'll be preaching at people but they won't connect you in a way that we want to life change and there's something about um people feeling that they're known and we talk a lot about that in this course there's a whole session on understanding the high felt need which is the need uh, where your where the need of the world, the questions of the world, and your expertise or your experiential wisdom, Lisa Turkers talks about, is where they collide. It's an intersection. And so, what we want to do in one of the sessions is show you where your experiential wisdom and where the conflict in the world and questions and concerns are coming from, right. where they collide, yeah. and you've had a bit of truth. And that's what we want to teach you how to do. I mean, don't don't write books you don't know anything about, but also write books that you wish somebody had given you that you needed and you looked for and you didn't have or you got too late in life write those things and you'll really serve people
1: you know my dad died 53 years ago I was 17 years old and um, I didn't like him the day he died very sad so I had wounds in my heart he abandoned me rejected me lots of issues there and every day for about 40 years I would have a bad thought about my dad and I I'd I'd forgive him as a Christian, I'd release him. But finally, when I began to journal, writing a book called Father Wounds. I wrote that 12 years ago, 13 years ago. And I realized after I wrote the book and it was done, that I hadn't had a bad thought about my dad in, or now it's been 12 years. Yeah. In other words, I could initiate a bad thought, but but I'm talking about involuntarily getting thoughts that I had a swat like mosquitoes. I forgive him. I release him for what he said, what he did, whatever. And so you in your own life, that journey of you know, catharsis of writing, really what you've been through, th- there's a healing. It's, it's a journaling experience of allowing God to heal you in the price, process of communicating. Uh, now let me say this. Writing a book, is a, is a painful experience. <laughs> it really is on lots of levels. Because you talk about I've seen you talk about it in the course, you know, a blank, you know, page. What am I going to say about this? Well, all of a sudden, you're looking for what little inclination do I have? What inkling is there? You begin to mind that all of a sudden, it, it births something in you.
0: Yeah, I think um, I'm a communicator that uses uh, writing as a form of communication. There are certain individuals that wake up every day and all they want to do is write. And I love that. But that is not me. I mean, you and I, we, we have hearts to communicate. And we use writing. We also use teaching. And we use podcasting and all the things that are out there. Um, but I think it's really important. And what you're saying is is to connect that. And we we talked about this. Writing a book can be very cathartic and healing. And it can okay. really allow you know the bible says we defeat the enemy by the blood of the lamb which is not our responsibility we receive that but the word of our testimony testimony, and i think writing a book with the word of your testimony lives on and it defeats the enemy it's out there you have overcome this and we're going to talk about it it's going to be in ink and it's going to be printed and it's there i just love that that
1: thought you know, and and it really is a, a blessing to be able to look back at a mountain you've climbed. It's a win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess any big win costs you a lot. And yet, Paul, you know, we speak about weakness. Paul the Apostle said, who is weak and I am not weak? Here's a guy who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament who had struggled with weakness, you know. Uh, and our weakness were made strong. So many of us have to understand that if we're waiting, you know, for this incredible success in life, and let me tell you about my amazing life and how I was so victorious and are and I. Am. No, no one wants to read that. <laughs> Forget it. You know, go through the body slams of life. Don't ever trust a person without a limp. You know, yeah. if you yeah, have yeah. a limp, I want to hear your stories. If you don't then you haven't been through enough to really help me.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I think that's one of your greatest strengths is that you have you don't just, you're not just authentic and share, but you, it costs you every single time you share. And it really, you know, it resonates. It resonates with people. And as your daughter who's heard your stories a thousand times, it always resonates because there's an authenticity to the story. There's a, there's a, a journey and you can hear it. And it's just profound. We really talk about that in the course as well is, is understanding you know, the, the process and, and being able to figure out those answers to questions that everybody else has that you've had. And it's just, we want to help you. you. know, One of the reasons we struggle with writing books is fear. Yeah. Fear of what people think, fear yeah. that we're going to mess up, fear that we're going to be a fraud, fear that no one's going to read it and what i really think is that fear is a smokescreen to you stepping out and and saying i'm going to do this um i had to go back to what was success in writing my book i had to go back to that it wasn't about a certain list it wasn't about you know how many people bought it um i had to go back to why i was writing it and i had to go back to did god ask me to write this yes then I'm going to do it. That's it. And if nobody reads it, is that okay? Yes, because it's already successful. The fact that I did what God asked me to do, that makes it a okay. success. Th-
1: think about every book in the Bible. You know, think about the it's minor true. prophets. They weren't going, <laughs> now I'm going to share my wisdom and insights. So millions of people down through the ages, <laughs> <Not laughs> I these, these were guys who were just <laughs> carving out out of their hearts. They were birthing something that God was giving them. The thing is this, consider what God gives you precious. If you consider it precious, he'll give you more. And so that is a seed that God wants to uh, cause you to germinate uh, by, by considering it valuable and praying over it. In the morning, uh, the Bible says, sow your seed. In the evening, withhold not your hand, for you don't know which will prosper, this or that. I would have had no idea that some of the things I've written down would blow up into revelations that changed my life and other people's lives.
0: Yeah, it's so true. I, if you just start tuning in right now to any of our social feeds, you might be wondering why we're having this conversation. And today is launch day. We're talking about the launch of our brand new uh master course class uh, called how to write a book a crash course uh, to writing a book and the fastest way to making a lasting impact that course is available today to the world and we've already had hundreds of people get this course we're so excited and we believe we're going to help you write that book that's been in your heart for a really long time our writing a message course we've been able to help thousands of people and we think we're going to do the same with this course we just are so excited to give this to you like this is the thing that we think is going to take you over the threshold all the half books that are sitting in your computer all the wonderings all the people that are saying you should write a book you should write a book this course will give you the step by step how to make it happen don't spend any more energy wondering how it's going to happen spend your energy learning how to do it and we've done all that work for you. So if you are interested in this course, you can go to theinfluencertable.com, theinfluencertable.com, slash, did you say slash? Uh, Write a book, write a book, theinfluencertable.com slash write a book. If you go there right now, you can see what's in the course. It'll show you. Uh, every lesson and what you know a quick synopsis of that it will give you it's a 30-day money-back guarantee which means if it doesn't serve you in the way you're hoping there's no pressure it's there's no cost to that it will it'll work out Uh, but it's also an investment and it's there for the lifetime of you so as you go into your world and you write more books or you want to write a book in the next couple months you can go into that course and learn but you can also go into special sections in the course and it will unpack publishing, editing, outlining, different sessions in the course that will help you understand how to do that one thing. And it's just its one of those concepts that when you get into writing a book, like I just want to unpack this for a minute because you and I have had this conversation, but sometimes when you think about writing a book, you're like, I'm going to write that book that's sitting on the Target bookcase shelf that's the blogger turned communicator turned influencer, and I'm going to write that book. Or I'm going to write, you know, the minister, you know, top 10 ministerial books on the topic. I I think that's wonderful, and I hope that you do that. But I think there is a huge category of books that are workbooks, Bible studies, uh, a a quick 100 page devotional. There are things out there, like we were talking about this, doesn't even have to be in a faith-based environment. You could be A health coach and you go I want to serve my clients really well and you might have the product and you might have the sales pitch but you don't have anything to give them that has your brand that has your connection so you might say you know what I'm gonna do 30 days of health and I'm gonna write out 30 jumping points starting points for the day and I'm gonna create this book and you can do this and we're gonna teach you how to do this Amazon has a program where you can actually print and ship as many or as little as you want. You right. want one book? You want ten books? You want a hundred books? A thousand books? They print them on demand and send them to you. You could have a stack on your desk, and any time you need that book, you can give it to somebody. Yeah. Let's say you've raised your kids and they're out of the home, and you see all these young moms that want to write, you know, that want to raise kids, but they don't know what they're doing, and you're like, you know what? I know how to raise kids i did it i was good at it i don't have them in the house anymore but i can help a lot of young moms and you go i'd like to write a how-to manual on how to organize your home or how to discipline with love or i don't know what it is but you're going to spend your time and energy writing this out and it's going to be accessible another thing we talked about yesterday if you're a youth leader and you preach every week or you're a bible study leader and you preach and you have all these messages What if you compiled all of those and put them in a book that you called the parent manual and you gave it to the parents and said, here's all my messages and takeaway points and bullet points I'm teaching your kids this year. Or here's a Bible study, here's the next step. You couldn't catch all the Bible studies? Well, here it is. What if you created a book for your church where you have a newcomer that comes in and you create a story of your church and your community and ways to build their life and you put a, a book in everybody's hand? Let me tell you, we will teach you how to do that for very, very inexpensive. And I'll even go so far as to say this. What we teach you in this course is that you can actually sell product that will give you a secondary income. It can allow your income for your business to double or triple because you have this book that you're investing a very little bit, but you can add it to something. You can give it to somebody and it can actually build your brand. So, you know, I was thinking even about a hairdresser. Like, okay, I do hair, Havilah, but I also love the Lord. What do I do? Well, you could do true beauty and you could do a whole book on what true beauty looks like and it could be something fun. And maybe like, you know, here's some fun products that I recommend, or you're gonna do the Beachy Wave and you get photos taken and then you do a little thing about what God says over them and maybe there's proclamations where they say in the mirror, here's your 15 days of proclamations in the mirror to speak over your life. I don't know what it is. I mean, I could keep going. The main thing is, is you gotta write it and it's in you. And so don't get caught up in, you know, it needs to look this way or have it this way. You gotta figure out what is authentic to you and write that book and we wanna help you. If that's, if you're interested in that,
1: go ahead. What I loved about listening to you do the course How much detail was there? There were so many elements to it. Now, here's the thing. I'm older. Obviously, the technology continues to change. Yesterday, I was sitting with one of her sons, Hudson, who's 11 years old. 11? 11 years old. 12 years old. Okay, (laughs) so a new new, uh, program, a a new update update with my phone came out. He took me through the update, and the point was I was interested, and I could... You know, pick up on it gradually. Maybe you're thinking there are so many elements of learning how to write a book. And there are. There's lots of different dimensions. Well, this has been... I listened to Havla doing it sequentially, itemizing it in a a way that was so intelligent and clear. And I thought, wow, anybody could do this. And I did say, I learned a lot of things that I wish I had written books differently. Really. I I learned a lot because you talked about how to communicate in a way that really makes the reader feel like what they're receiving is helping them the most. Many times I didn't always do that. And so you'll learn insights about not just technically how to put together the book, but the way to really grab the, the reader and draw them in and help them
0: yeah and there's a lot of things that we put in there that i didn't even do the first couple books or the first five books that i wrote that are up to date they are the most current here's what you need to know i just did both of these experiences i just put it out a book this year i know what it takes and so i'm giving you everything that i know and we will update that as it comes out if there's things you need to know we'll make sure and update that so you guys have that but i'm really excited about this course I know we're running out of time, but let me ask you, what was your favorite part of the course? Do you have any favorite part?
1: The favorite part for me was I learned different things that I did not know. I mean, I've written a lot of books and not always as effectively as I could have, but I I learned... In all the elements that you itemized so beautifully, that gosh, if I have more books to write, I will write them differently. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that today. Even <laughs> doing, I was showing her a video I made recently, and just receiving advice from her, which she knows how to unpack, how to communicate. Uh, you've learned that effectively in for your generation. I think it's an exceptional thing. And I I benefited, so I like that the most, that it it gave me a fresh look at how to communicate with this generation.
0: Yeah, after writing as many books as you have. Um, It has been so exciting that you're here. And you know, guys, this is why we're doing this live podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, it is not too late to jump in and grab that course. This is kind of our launch moment. All these really cool balloons, (laughs) you know, you can't see them if you're listening to this. On audio but we've got all these like cool golden, you know big white balloons and we're celebrating the launch of this incredible course we know that thousands of you are going to get equipped and you're going to write books that are going to go so much further than our books go and we need you we need your voice we need your heart we need your story and there is room for you and i just want you to know that There is room for you to write. There is room for you to publish. There is room for you to get your story out there. Uh, We need you and I'm asking you to rise up and write the books that our generation needs. I'm ready and I'm excited about it. Well guys, that's it for today. I really hope you liked this author series. We've never done anything like this. We've gotten a lot of good feedback, but if you enjoyed this, Don't forget to leave it in the review. We read each and every one and it really helps us. Also give us five stars so we can continue to put out things like this that help serve you and help educate you and uncomplicate these things. Other than that, have a fantastic day and I'll see you next time when we start our relationship series.